Hey guys, hope everybody's doing good. We are sitting at around 24 hours. Nah, less than that now. Um, I'm just going to put this. I don't know it. 24 hours to go to less than that. Sorry, I'm just repeating myself. Yeah, little bit to go. That's a better way to say it. To Lorne Half Marathon. Um, I'm actually just about to travel down to Lorne to, um, I guess, do like some media stuff. Um, but yeah, that should be, that should be quite good. Um, I guess they have Mo Far over. Again, do I need to bring my passport? I think I do for drug testing. No, I have my wallet. I have my ID. Um, yeah, they have, they have Mofara again. Um, and a couple of other pretty fast Africans. I think I just read there's five, maybe five people in the field that have broke 60 minutes. So, um, that should be pretty exciting. Um, but it's actually like it, you know, it, the, the, the positive before I even stand on a start line. Um, the, the, the positives I can, you know, draw. I got fucking car keys. Sorry. Um, I'm swearing. There we go. There's car keys. Nope. That's the Under Armour label. That's like, oh, for goodness sake. I've, I can see one set of car keys, but I don't want to bring two sets of car keys because I seem to have a habit of doing that recently and it's just not what you want to be doing. Okay. They're in my bag. Um, right. I'm back. So basically I'm leaving the apartment. I'll I'll that's another interesting thing. Um I'll get on to that in a little second, but um yeah look the, the, the positives before the race even begins are um it's just pretty cool that you know even with the you know disappoint disappointing Olympics for me, um that I didn't retire or, or any sort of silly things like that and you know, here I am um, on my way to my next race, which is what, two weeks post, you know, Olympics. And I, I know a lot of people really struggle after the games. Um, there, was a, there was a lot of talk before the games about, um, you know, like post-Olympic blues and, and how to... I guess like recover from that or um how to deal with that or um different ways to cope with that. Um and you know, but here we are and I'm actually like excited to race because like I like I it's not like, you know, there's a couple of ways I could look at it. Like um you know, am I going to prove that that I had worked really hard for the Olympics and that I was pretty fit? Um am I going to see how fit I am um, without excuses. So you might be as fit as you'd like to be, or or let's be honest, you might not. Um, or um, I just excited to race on home soil. You know, it, it like, do I wish the race was in another week or two? Possibly. Um, but it's not, and it is what it is. And part of, part of the the, there's a there's a bit to running that I think sometimes we just forget, and and that is oh my god my car smells lovely it smells like bananas because I got a really nice banana air freshener. But the 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 part about running that we often forget is that it's just running, 
you know, there doesn't have to be a reason why you're racing or what you're trying to achieve other than there's a race. You'd like to be involved in that race. And so you're going to race. And sometimes we move a little bit um, away from that goal where, you know, the the only goal is is to go fucking enjoy a race. Like some people train just to train. Some people just like training. Some people just like exercise. Um, you know, I've always been the kind of person that um, trains to race. And so here's a race. Why not go race? There doesn't have to be an agenda or anything like that. But in fairness, there probably is an agenda. And I, I mentioned a couple of things there. And, and, and it's probably a combination of all of those. Whenever, whenever I race... And I've just been really fortunate that for probably the last three years, a lot of races have went really well. And so I've usually came away from races being really excited about the result. And then, but I've still went through, like, I guess, an analysis or a review period where I sort of said to myself, okay, like, what worked? What didn't work? What could I do better? What should I improve on for next time, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, you know, obviously I've been able to do that after the Olympics. And um, I, I made it quite clear and I and I pointed out that I, I believe that um, the medication that I was taking was, you know, playing a role in um, perhaps the results that I was seeing in training and, and then also the results I was seeing. And I, I can't say race is plural because it was only one race um but certainly certainly my attitude to that race um perhaps just wasn't perhaps wasn't what it normally is and i i've i've never dropped out of a race like you know since i've been since i've been back racing and training and you know i've i've just never ever dropped out of a race and the fact that i did it like the fact that I did it in the one race that you shouldn't bloody drop out of and like, you know, it, it, it probably, it's not that like, I'm not going to say it hurt my feelings, but it was kind of like, dude, like what the fuck? Like, like, what is that all about? Um, and it just felt a little bit like not me, so to speak. Um, and that, that's probably the part I think if you search medication, like I'm not talking about people's reviews, because if you read people's reviews, then you'll start to understand that it can play a role in performance. But if you were to search, you know, deloxetine 60 milligrams and run an economy or deloxetine 60 milligrams VO2 max or just antidepressant medication in general and their impact on physiology, I don't honestly think you're going to find any negative consequences and that's and that's like that's fair enough but I just think the the part of me that they changed was the just the element of that they changed the part that they were supposed to change they 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 helped parts of my psychology that that they're supposed to help anxiety stress contentness calmness all these things but my my concern was always what if they fix things or help things that 
I don't want them to help because while they might help life, they might not. Sorry, you're going to hear my sat now talking. She's, she's having a right wee after to herself there. I'm not going to mute her. Um, yeah, so while. There we go. I've muted her. Oh, but keep giving me directions then. Oh, fuck this right up. Um, so, yes, even though um, they did sort the things that they were supposed to sort, um, I think they tamed. Um, I, I'm always funny. I think I'm funny. With like little, like. Um, um, I suppose, like, ideas that, um, you know, I think I've left the house without my heart rate monitor. I'm going to be really pissed off about that. Yeah, definitely did. Oh, for fuck's sake. Do I go back? Yay, nay. Uh, fuck it. I'm on my way now. Um, yeah, so, basically, I think they tame parts that you don't necessarily want to tame, is what I'm going to say. Um, and you know, I, I think that's straightforward enough. Um, I, I was joking with someone the other day and I was like, imagine, imagine you, you know, had a zoo and you had a fucking lion and he was running wild around this zoo and he was an animal and all these things. And then you start giving this lion, um, you know, like suppressant medication, like basically just to calm the little fucker down. In fact, a lot of people do it with their dogs, and you get your dog neutered to calm it down. But, like, you can't then be pissed off in a couple of weeks' time if, like, you decide that you think your dog's boring. Because, like, it's kind of your own fault. And so, there's... I I basically made myself boring. And, like, that's okay. And actually, for life, that that's sometimes a bit better. Because if you're a bit, like, hyperactive and not settled and a bit all over the place. Um, you know, boring's probably not a terrible thing for if you're a wee bit like all over the place. But the problem for racing is boring's just a bit ordinary. It's just a bit, um, I love the phrase, like it's a bit vanilla. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with vanilla. Vanilla ice cream's pretty fucking good. But you can actually probably find ice creams that are way better. Um, and, and that's kind of like the, I guess that's the issue. And so I, I have a feeling it didn't, it didn't take anything away physiologically. I was still, my running economy was still world class. And, you know, my VO2 max still had the potential to be really high. And they're all, they're all markers that help contribute to um, success, I suppose you could say, in terms of running. I think the word is parameters. But anyway, like they're, they're, it's essentially a CV of good running. Does he have good running economy? You know, like, is his blood data good? Um, is his VO, does his VO2 max have the potential to improve? Is it a high VO2 max already? Could we make it better? Um, these are all, yeah, like I say, these are all contributors to success, but I'm going to tell you something and I'm going to tell you two things, right? So I was, Obviously, I had a bit of a, I, I'm not, and I'm not going to talk about it too much because it, it causes me a bit of stress and anxiety and I'm driving to the race and I don't want any stress like that. So I, I kind of had a bit of a, just a poor situation with a Airbnb and, and I'm not telling you this so that I think it's dealt with. I think it's being refunded, which is excellent, but it hasn't been yet, but I'm, I'm hoping that it will. I've basically seen a property online 
got in touch on Airbnb, said I really liked it. Um, you know, I, I offered the guy, um, I, I always try to find a bit of a deal on Airbnb. So like, I think it was like 1500 pound a month, which is like a lot of money. And I probably said something along the lines of, Hey, you know, like, would you take, I think I said, would you take 1200 and, and, you know, I'd, I'd be willing to pay a couple of months in advance. And, and I think that would, you know, like that would help us both out. It's the property won't sit empty and, and, and blah, blah, blah. Um, Airbnb was kind of confusing because he, he had mentioned something along the lines of, I need to upload more photos and that what you've seen on Airbnb was two properties maybe. And then, and I kind of wrote back and said like, Hey, I'm confused. Is this not the property that you're renting? And I guess that that statement was ignored and basically he responded something along the lines of um there's a corporate booking in the property right now but in two days they move out and that would have been sunday which is like six days ago um and so i you know i wrote back and said absolutely fine not necessarily in any rush um and he then i said if you want to send photos to my email address and i you're not like that's you're not supposed to do that Airbnb's policy. So I guess in the first instance, I broke Airbnb's policy because you're not supposed to um, provide personal information. And so I said, would you like my email address? Um, and I, I, I give, I give hints towards my email address, which is all you're allowed to do in Airbnb. I don't think I'm the first person in the world, nor is this guy. I've done that loads of times. Not giving my personal email address, but the amount I come back, and maybe there's a lesson here, but the amount of times I come back from America, I, I came back from America one time and got in touch with a guy on Airbnb and I said, you know, I'd love to rent the property. Um, it was an ARC apartment in Titanic. Um, he, he was, you know, he was obviously happy about it. He was excited about it. Um, he then got in touch with me on Instagram and said, oh, hey, you know, I, I, I find you on Instagram. Like, should we, do you want to do it like privately? And I said, yeah, that's no problem. And he asked me to send a deposit um, so that he could take the property offline. And I, I got quite defensive. And I was kind of like, what the fuck? Like, I could send you this money and I don't even know who you are. Like, and then he wrote back. I remember, I love this. This was like, this. Re- <laughs> he wrote back and was like, dude, like, you fucking got in touch with me. <laughs> I didn't get in touch with you. You approached me on Airbnb, first and foremost. And so I guess I was like, Oh, you make a very good point. Like, that's fair enough. So, if it's not the first time, I assumed when he told me that there was corporate clients in the um, in the Airbnb um, at the moment, I, th- I, I did think he meant the property that I had inquired about, um, obviously on Airbnb, but kind of in his defense he had mentioned other photographs i just hadn't seen or and and because it said on airbnb that it was available now it was kind of confusing so when he obviously said there's clients in the airbnb right now but that he could show me around it on the sunday i sort of thought fair enough and so basically what happens next is i sell my soul away and i get i get sent the address which is fine and I also get sent the contract and that in itself 
um, sorry, no, I get sent the address. I look the address up on um, Google Maps and the, the property looks identical to what's on Airbnb. So if you've ever booked through Airbnb, you don't like, you don't get to go see the property or you don't like, you just, you just book the fucking thing. And that's the world that we kind of live in now. And you show up and, you know, 99.9% of the time, it's the property that you, you thought you were booking, et cetera, et cetera. And so I show up um, and, you know, I, I, the, the, the gentleman's there, but we're not, there's no masks or anything. And so I'm obviously looking around the property um, and it just looks like I seen on Airbnb. So like there was, because there was, the, the problem ends up being, essentially there was two properties on Airbnb. This is the part I didn't get. There was two properties on Airbnb. It's all the same property, right? It, it should never be leased as two properties. It's probably not legally allowed to be leased as two properties. And I think that's why he eventually decided to refund me because he kind of realized that he had fucked up there. But it's basically one address, 23. Um, I don't need to say the rest of the address. It's basically one address. And this man has converted a garage at the bottom of the address into a flat. And so what you see on Airbnb is everything. Lovely balcony, lovely master ensuite bedroom, the kind of property you would expect for, for over a thousand a month. What he was trying to rent to me was a garage conversion that was damp, that smelt, that didn't have a balcony, that didn't have a lovely garden, that didn't have all these nice pictures that were on Airbnb. And so I just felt like I'd got a bit fucked. And part of it's my fault. There's, there's always a responsibility when you shouldn't have took it off Airbnb. Had you kept it on Airbnb, you would have got your refund, refund immediately. Um, I should have been a lot more thorough with my first sort of like look around the property and realized that it wasn't the whole property, the upstairs, the downstairs. But anyway, um, I basically, an hour after he left, I went home to my buddies. Me and my buddy went round to the property and we had a bit more of a thorough look. And I, and I straight away was like, well, this is quite embarrassing because I showed my friend the apartment on Airbnb. And of course, we both thought it was pretty cool. And then all of a sudden we were like, this is a dump, this is shithole. And so I just texted the guy and said, look, I've, I've left your key. You know, that, that property's not for me. It's not the property that was on Airbnb. Um, it's also not, you know, on the contract it said, I'm renting the entire building basically. It didn't say the address and then mention like the converted garage downstairs. It basically said the address. But there was actually people living in the upstairs. So, like, you can't do that. You can't rent an entire property. <sighs> okay. The part that I'm excited about was that, like, and you shouldn't do this, but a part of me was quite aggressive towards this guy. Not in a, like, not in a physical way because I still had self-control and I was still able to be like, don't do anything that you're going to regret. But I was very, very rude to him. And I called him, like, a thieving, thieving lowlife and I'll not repeat the rest of the words. But I also just could tell something had changed. And this is like, in the world we live in now, that I think we could all agree has got a little bit soft and a little bit like, you know, oh, no, you can't do that. You can't, can't, can't sort of act aggressive towards people. And first of all, you're not allowed to hit people. And nobody in this incident got hurt or 
fight. There was no violence or anything like that. But but there was aggression in my manner. And I was I was for once I was like I got back in the car because after I had been a bit a little bit like when my manner had got a little bit like aggressive, I told him that I was getting back in my car and that he needed to refund me. And before something happened that I would regret or would ruin things a bit for me, I had to get back in my car. But you know what? I was really pumped because I was like, Do you know what, Stephen? Like, welcome back. Where the fuck have you been? And this is probably the part of me that, like, a psychiatrist <laughs> wanted for life to get rid of, right? But this is the part, this is the, this is the idea about the zoo and the, you know, the lion being suppressed and tamed. Like, if you, when you go to see a lion in a zoo, like, you don't really, you don't, like, you don't want to just see this thing, like, looking there, like, on morphine, fucking on a drip, chilling. Like, can't move because he's just, like, suppressed. You want to see this motherfucker just tearing shit up? Because that's what a lion is. A lion's wild and, and runs free and is aggressive and is rrr. So, like, I think my realization is that it's like it's like I'd been neutered and, like, suppressed and tamed and, and, and calm. And, and it's why I walked off the, the side of the road at the Olympics and just didn't really care, didn't care what people would think of me, didn't, didn't care that, you know, I'd let myself down, didn't care that I, you know, perhaps let everybody down that got up to watch, and, and, I, and what I'm trying to say is I don't think it was my fault, because, like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like telling someone that, like, you'll go and collect them from the airport at, like, two o'clock in the morning, and then at, like, 11 p.m., you take a sleeping tablet, and you turn your phone off so your alarm can't go off. Like, well, like what, what the fuck do you expect? Like, for all intents and purposes, you wanted to go collect that person. But, you know, <laughs> you took it. Okay, let's, sorry, I need to change that. You didn't actively take the sleeping tablet. You know, maybe you had a drink and you didn't know it was in there. <laughs> like, or you had a drink and you didn't realize that one of the side effects is it would turn your fucking phone off on you and you might fall asleep. And so, yeah, I can tell that I've got like, like excitement in my voice again. And like, it feels like I'm back. That That's what I'm kind of thinking in my head. I'm like, nice to be back, kiddo. Like, who was that soft, weak person that like was there? And so it, it kind of explains why, like, it felt like I was doing everything right for months and months and months. But nothing was quite clicking. Nothing. Or there was just no excitement. Maybe things were clicking. Maybe you guys can see on Strava and all these things. Maybe things weren't as bad as I sort of thought. It's not that I thought they were bad. But there was just no excitement, no buzz. And I used to get excitement over fucking loads of stupid things. I'd do like a four-mile tempo and it would go well. And I'd be like, quick, find me a race. I can break the Irish record. And and, and Katie, Katie would be like, when I, you know, when, when I was with Katie, she'd be like, you only did a four-mile tempo. Like, calm down. What the fuck does that tell you? But it used to just tell me enough. And then I wanted to race, whereas more recently, there's just been no no real buzz or, or no real desire, you know, to race, to, to show people all the hard work. And, and then I come off these tablets, and, you know, I, I, I hadn't necessarily declared for Lauren or not. And then I, you know, I ran, like, 110 miles or whatever last week really put in a good week 
did a couple of really solid, solid sessions. And I was just like, fucking right. You know, I, I really want to race now. I'm really excited about racing now. Um, and so, yeah, like quite a lot going on. Um, if I if I had any excuse for Larn, it's not really an excuse. It's just, it does take time to come off the, the medication. You know, I haven't, I haven't been able to just stop completely. Um, and also supposedly the first two to four weeks are, are the worst of it. So I kind of got a bit annoyed. I was really excited about the fact that I'd been like quite angry and I don't even know if I can say borderline aggressive. I think I was pretty aggressive and I jumped up off the bonnet of my car because this guy was being a real just, yeah, I think he just knew how to wind me up because he, he just kept talking about how um, he would fix the dampness and he was ignoring the fact that it was the wrong fucking property and that was really bothering me. I kind of, I think he was trying to, I wouldn't be surprised if he was recording what I was saying and he was trying to, because he kept trying to be not manipulative, but like he kept saying to me, are you trying to say that you don't want to be in this contract anymore? And I was kind of like, I know what you're doing. You want me to say, I don't want to be in this contract so that you can say you're going to take, I don't know, the first month's rent and my deposit because I've decided to cancel the contract. But that's not what I was saying. What I was saying is you're not allowed legally to draw up a contract for a house and then rent someone the garage. It's like if you rent a Mary Peters track for an hour, you don't expect to get 100 meters to 200 meters around the bend. You expect to have the whole track for that hour. And it, it was just annoying me. And he was just a little shite. And but anyway, later on, I was annoyed about it because I don't like I don't like being angry. And so I was a bit disappointed in myself that I allowed something so silly like money. It was like four thousand pounds, but still, I don't really care about money. So like, actually, I needed to come back to my morals and I needed to come back to, you know, this the idea of the person you want to be. And I don't want to let people like that. I, I was driving in the car. I don't really listen to the radio. I just happened to be listening to Magic. And Magic FM decided to tell me the news. And some guy in, in Northern Ireland had been going around different stores with a syringe and contaminating meat. Or maybe it wasn't meat. It could have been veg. I don't really know. But I guess what, what part of us what part of us forgot that the world has bad people in it? The world has really bad people in it, guys. And I'm not a saint, not by any shadow of the imagination. In fact, had you seen the way I was behaving to this guy, calling him a thieving blah, 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 you'd think I'm an absolute nutter. And I was being a nutter. And I needed to, like, chill the fuck out and go home and realize that it's just money and that there is people in the world will just try to hamstring you to take your money. There's people do that to old people. There's people create fraud against old people that, you know, they steal their pensions, they steal this. Some guys going around contaminating food in stores. The world's full of bad bastards. And, and that's just something we have to accept. So I was annoyed that I got annoyed about something that I know exists. And that's your ego. That's your ego saying, yes, I know in life that happens, but it doesn't happen to me. It shouldn't happen to me. And so that's just your ego. But the point I'm trying to make is for the first two to three weeks coming off the meds or maybe a month, you can actually be angrier, just like when I first went on them, 
And honestly, it's the first time in my life that I'd ever, a, a, a suicidal thought had gone into my head for the first time ever in my life during those first couple of weeks on those meds. And that's not, not necessarily something I'm proud of or anything like that. But I, I remember telling my mom, like, this is mad. Like, I, I'm lying in bed feeling sick and feeling really shitty and nausea. And, you know, at the end of my run tonight, I felt like I was going to faint. And I just wanted to stop. I wanted the end. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> did I really just have those thoughts? Was that me? <laughs> and like, this is where like brain chemistry is pretty, pretty strong. You, you you have to realize that brain chemistry is real. This is science. This is this is basically anger. Anger is 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 brain chemistry. You can if, if uh, I'm pretty sure you could take supplements that would make you angry. You don't want to be angry. You had no intention of being angry that day. But whatever chemicals are going on in your brain, all of a sudden, next thing you know, you'll be fucking raging about something. And you'll be like, my God, why am I annoyed that I overcooked my toast, that I burnt my toast? And all of a sudden, you're fucking raging and you've lifted the toaster and you've fucked it across the kitchen. And you're like, whoa, calm down. <laughs> but it is quite funny. So, yeah, my only excuse would be that there might be a little bit of a lag. But... It's not really an excuse. I've decided that Lauren is Lauren is going to tell me where my fitness is at. That's it. It's that simple. I'm going to find out where my fitness is at. Um, and it might be really, really good. And that's cool. Or, you know, it might not be great. I, I have a feeling it's going to be somewhere, somewhere between 440 and 450. Um, that's quite a big range. It could either be bang on 450 because I'm not as fit as I I think I am. Or it could be closer to like 445 or, you know, shit, maybe it'll even go better than last year. Like, who knows? But that there's quite a buzz to that. I'm quite excited about that. Like, it's it's nice when you when you really know. The reason I don't really know my fitness is because I haven't been able to do like three times three mile or like maybe like two times five mile tempos at like 4.45 or I just haven't really been able to do any like sustained hard efforts at half marathon because I was preparing for the Olympics. So I was able to do like, I was able to do a longer tempo and I went from like 5.20 pace down to like 4.50 and that's a good sign, like 15 miles. And I was able to do some two mile reps, 4.50, 4.50, 4.45. And then I was able to do my little bit of like my like pre my like pre race. It's only three mile though, but I did a pretty fast tempo around Victoria Park. But it's only three mile. It can only tell you so much. For all you know, you're going to fall apart in the next mile or two, and you don't really find that out until race day. So, look, I wouldn't be excited if I didn't think there was something special sitting there. I always think there's something special sitting there, and I'm also excited because I feel like. That anger that I had towards the whole rental nonsense, I feel like that's what fucking carries me in races. And that's, that's where, like, that's where I feel like I've just got a little bit of stomach back again. Like, I've got a little bit of oomph, a bit, a bit of pop in my stride, a little bit of, you know, you need this little, like, element to you that, like, thinks you're pretty fucking tough. And, like, you know, like, you need that side of you that's like, I'm going to fucking not let these people beat me or you know where it, where it feels personal and I guess for a while now like that whole tameness it, it just didn't feel personal it didn't like I was just letting people run over me and 
sometimes actually when I come home to Belfast, you ever you ever like be in Northern Ireland or Ireland and realize that like everybody thinks they're pretty tough. I sort of noticed that. <laughs> I noticed that quite a lot. Like, but I like it. I like that everyone thinks they're you know pretty fucking rough and tough and hard and whatever words you want to describe it, but. I think it brings you back to your roots and you remember that we are pretty fucking tough people. And, and that's that, that's that warrior. It's, it's the warrior spirit that, you know, Gary, um, my psychologist would tell me, you know, it's Gary Longwell, the big Ulster rugby player. And it's that warrior spirit that we tend to have or, or believe that we have, but both are equally as powerful. But when push comes to shove, you need to have something, a bit of belly, call it balls, call it, whatever the fuck you want to call it, but you need something. Whereas if three days before the Olympics, you have a psychiatrist telling you that, you know, everything will be okay, even if two mile in you have to stop, it's not helping you not try to achieve what I'm trying to achieve. And something I spoke to Jackie Newton about, I met her after my final session there on Thursday. I told her that, and, and, and forgive me if this is very arrogant, and very cocky, but I told her, that I thought I was so blessed that I that I that I genuinely believe I can run something absolutely ridiculous, and I will. I I, I will. Like it might be fucking two six, might be two seven, might be fucking two five. I I don't know, but I know that I will. And I said if if I didn't think I was that blessed, I didn't believe in myself that amount, then I would just keep taking the pills. You know, if they were going to make my life a bit better and and I'd be calm and. And when somebody, you know, fucks me over, because we don't live. See, see, 50 years ago, 50 years ago, if someone took you for not four grand, if someone took you for 500 quid, you'd have left up off your Mercedes, you'd have grabbed them by the throat, you'd have threw them up against the wall of their property and you'd have told them if they don't hand your money over, they're dead. And, and that actually wasn't that unheard of, probably, probably 20 years ago. But now all of a sudden you have to be very responsible and, and handle things in a in a calm and peaceful manner and you need to let the legal guys sort it out and you can't take anything into your own hands. And so if I didn't think I was blessed with like something that could make me the greatest Irish marathon runner that has ever graced the earth until now, until someone fucking comes along and starts beating me, um, well then I would take the tablets. And my life probably would be quite calm and, and quite tame. And, you know, um, yeah, you know, life would go on. But but the fact of the matter is, I think I can be a fucking freak and very, very fast. And so I'll take the bad days. You know, I'll take the stressful days and um, I'll 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 work with I'll work with what I got. And so some days I will have stressful days. I think this is James. House. Jesus, how's James McElroy's doing all right? That's a cracking looking wee house. What a legend. Um, I'm up in Larne and I'm at James's house and his house looks absolutely fantastic, I have to say. Um, but look, I hope I haven't chatted too much shite there. I probably have. Probably said things I shouldn't have, but that's probably why everybody listens, because I'm a rocket and I say things sometimes I shouldn't say. And uh, It's just cool as fuck. We're parking in like a farmer's field, but it's a fucking epic farmer's field. I just, oh, as if he's doing that. I just wanted to fucking whip the back end around there, but there's too many people. Um, but look, guys, um, thank you, thank you very, very much for listening. And if you're racing tomorrow, you know, good luck. 
um, decide today um, how you're going to push yourselves and crack on. But um, yeah, take care. Bye-bye.